All right, let's just get back into it here. There's a whole passel of topics worthy of discussion with our panel, Michael Giles, Sherry DeNovo, and John Capobianco. I was just musing aloud because, you know, you had talked about the Ford government somehow betraying education or whatever. Uh, the idea that the Markham, Milton, and Brampton campuses that were supposed to be satellites of various universities, Laurier, York, and Ryerson, uh, have been discontinued. He's pulled the plug on that. Sherry, is that a great betrayal of education in the province? Well, uh, yes, but I mean, I think the Brampton one is pretty clear. Uh, uh, that's the Patrick Brown factor there. Do you believe uh, that? And I, I, oh, absolutely. And, and the others, here's the problem. Millions have already gone into these. Those millions will be wasted. So if you're truly a conservative fiscally, you should be concerned about that. I mean, uh, and, and there was a lot of time. I mean, this is going to be a loss of millions and millions of dollars to these facilities. And and certainly you can hear the administration of those uh, of those universities well, talking about that. Wasn't it just cutting that. bait while you still have a chance to recover certain amounts of money? Well, I, again, you're getting nothing for those millions. If you put a little bit more money in it, you get something bit? for it. All right. Well, John? Well, I'm, I'm not sure what Sherry means when she says about Brampton being a particularly... Uh, Offside uh, uh, decision. It's Patrick uh, <laughs> Brown. We know the story, Patrick <laughs> Brown. There might be some animus lingering there with a Ford camp, but yeah. do you think? So, I mean, then how does that account for the fact no. Milton and uh, Markham are going to lose? No, I don't well? think it is. I just, I, I think it's coincidence. I think, I think that decision would have been made even if Linda Jeffrey would have would have won re-election. But I think more importantly, though, I think it's not so much the money that they've spent. It was a decision that they felt was flawed by the previous government. But it's the money that they're trying to save going forward, Sherry. I think that's the biggest problem. That is. You know, if these things, especially on the other two that that, that really haven't been built, um, the school system, and especially the college system, I think is is fine and, and working well. This would have been just another black hole of money that would have been going into, and I think the government wanted to make sure that they, uh, especially given the austerity and, and the line by line credit and uh, line by line audit that they've been able to do, they want to make sure that that funding that they feel is not. Uh, uh, on their top priority list gets stopped so that there's no continuing funding that's going to be going on to that, you know, for years to come, which I think is their biggest concern. Yeah. Let me talk about some big money. Uh, I just pivot to the story earlier this afternoon where the uh, private investigative team led by Brian Greenspan on behalf of the family of Barry and Honey Sherman offering a $10 million reward if uh, anybody can come up with a name or the perp uh, involved or perps as the case may be, $10 $10 million, but they also went on to say, or Mr. Greenspan did anyway, that uh, there was a lot of questions that uh, continued to linger, and basically he was condemning the police and doing shoddy or slipshod investigative work right off the hop, making it a call that uh, this was a murder-suicide. The real estate agent who's talked to the CBC, who was one of the first to see the bodies and uh, didn't really compute what he was saying because he was showing some clients around and they got spooked by the specter and thought it was a maybe an ill-timed post-Halloween joke or whatever. Uh, that person has not been fingerprinted and the police only recently uh, decided to interview the individual. So my question then to you, Michael Giles, is did the TPS blow it here and should some heads roll? Well, I think the big concern here is you have a, a wealthy family who has been able to uh, hire, you know, a, a, Frankly, what I understand is some of the best, you know, homicide detectives the police have right. had, and have been able to come up with these inconsistencies and identify these problems. and And you wonder, you know, what would have happened if that was not the case? You know, you know, you, these. And I remember, I remember seeing that that night, and the police came out and said they weren't looking for another suspect. And immediately, everybody was able to compute precisely what that meant—that it sounded like somebody in the house killed somebody else. 
So I just find it very disturbing that, you know, you have this kind of money being spent. Now there's a $10 million reward, but you have this going on and you've got to say, you know, I guess it's that fundamental question. Um, you know, if this is happening in this particular case, whether the resources are there to be able to go into this, look at this, do private autopsies, do all this kind of stuff and identify major issues with the investigation. Uh, I think you really have to ask the question, is there other instances where, you know, where the, maybe this detention is not being paid? Well, there was some criticism had to do with the killings in the gay village. Yeah. And this is where, you know, it's like two black guys in the same calendar year. Uh, Sherry Denova, do you think in the case of Barry and Honey Sherman, too many unanswered questions or lingering uh, issues here that were brought up by the families, private investigators, do you think the TPS blew it? Well, uh, John, uh, and you mentioned exactly what uh, where my mind went. You know, uh, imagine the f- how the families feel of all of those uh, victims of the serial killer in the village and how they feel and, and what they all probably wish they had $10 million reward and the money, the deep pockets that would go into uh, getting some justice and sooner justice and perhaps having prevented some of those deaths um, from the TPS. So, um, again, you don't want to second-guess the police. I mean, uh, it, you know, uh, Chief Saunders, when he went on, went, went through this litany of what they had done, and that's uh, that's reasonable. But, I mean, I, I, there just seems to be such discrepancy between what what justice money can buy and, uh, and perhaps uh, for those who don't have that money, what justice they get. Well, uh, all right, because you're saying the private investigative team really held the TPS to account. Or are we being spoiled by too many depictions on TV where everything's neatly wrapped within 60 minutes and we expect these people to be uh, foolproof and faultless? Uh, John, is the expectation too high for our police service to uh, have it all figured out right off the hop? I think it is. I think also social media causes a bit of that because obviously there seems to be much more of a of an attention for for people to, to want answers fast. And if you don't, if you don't say anything over the course of a month or so, all of a sudden social media acts up and and the main mainstream media pick up on it. And there seems to be that pressure uh, to get answers done fast. And when when quite frankly, investigations need to have some time. And 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 there's times when police just can't say things because they they're pursuing investigations. But this tragic situation is getting bizarre and bizarre. And the fact that today uh, we we had the, the case of Brian Greenspan come out and basically trash TPS and then within an hour uh, Chief Saunders come back out and be defensive uh, just shows you that, that this is this is this situation is not going to be uh, solved anytime soon. And for ten million dollars, which I think is probably the largest, I think I heard someone say on mm-hmm. radio the largest. Uh, sum of money offered to solve a case uh, is going to get people who are crackpots across Canada, if not internationally, making calls and and, and stuffing the tip line on on conspiracy theories to try to try to tap into that ten million dollars. But more importantly, though, John, I think this uh, Chief Saunders is unfortunate because he seems to be his term seems to be much more defensive uh, in in some cases, notwithstanding the issue that we were just talking about uh, in the village, but also this. There's always seems to be a defense in some issues, and I think. That's what's is going to wear him in some ways. Well, all right. And do you think heads ought to roll? I mean, if there's anybody you can uh, specifically cite as being responsible for this set of circumstances. Yeah, I don't think heads need to roll necessarily now. And I think that, you know, I think there is still an investigation. And, and again, I bet you Chief Saunders can't say nearly as much as he, he probably could or would want to say based on the fact that there's an investigation going on. But I think he was right to come out right afterwards uh, and basically say, look, at we are doing our things and defending his police force. I think that was the right thing to do. And him doing it today was right and not Monday um, when people would have had much more time to fester on this. So at the end of the day, I think um, uh, this is just going to get bizarre. We're going to see cases now of people who are claiming to have the 10 million and they you know, know the answers. But if they haven't found anything in 10 months, right. 
Um, maybe $10 million will shake something loose, John. Well, it's interesting because there were some words that uh, were sprinkled in there in your soliloquy, and I wanted to pick up on those. <laughs> Social media, crackpots, uh, firing offense, all these things do play into uh, the narrative that we've got out of the States this afternoon where they've got the alleged pipe bomber or the guy who was threatening to do so. Uh, and let's play that one back uh, in some of these key key issues that you raised there, John, uh, in just a moment through that prism, and uh, also a firing offense in the case of the NBC uh, host Megyn Kelly uh, lost her job over something that she said. Whether or not that is a firing offense, we'll put to our panel as well in the time that remains here on Topics Worthy of Discussion. Michael Giles, Sherry DeNovo, John Capobianco, The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.